Welcome to the Community Builder Podcast. The world is our classroom, and every moment is an opportunity to understand human connection at a newer level. On this podcast, we'll explore the minds of active community builders as they strive to leave their imprint on the world. Travis King. Let's build. Before we get started, we would like to thank our sponsor, Cruise Control Music, the ultimate audio branding experience. Cruise Control Music creates custom, authentic sounds and music to showcase your brand identity and is a direct reflection of your vision, goals, and values. If you're looking to start or level up your podcast experience, log on to cruisecontrolmusic.com. There's no form of you know commenting or liking on social media that can actually replace a in-person conversation so i'm you know very interested to kind of learn a little bit more about you know what types of communities you're in you know microsoft included outside of microsoft and also like just giving some people some advice as to like how you get started in community right like I feel like it's not the easiest step to take just to like join a community. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that first, right? Like let's talk about how do you join or become a part of a community? And, you know, whenever I I answer these types of questions, I like to tell people about my personal experience because obviously like your mileage may vary, but I think at the root of it, like a lot of us have the same motivations, right? So what happened with me was earlier in my career, I, I was in a position where, again, I felt very, like I was very curious, right? Like straight out of college, like I just got my first job and I'm super curious about learning and just doing stuff, right? And, um, you know, what I realized was that I was a little bit more enthusiastic than some of my coworkers are. And yep. so, you know, they had to kind of like pop the brakes on me a little bit. They're like, okay, Cecil, chill out. Like we can't do everything, which is, which is understandable, right? Like you need to have some balance at work. So, you know, a lot of the times I'd go home and I'd explore and create different things i'd read a lot of books and research what have you but then i really didn't have anybody to share that with like i couldn't again i couldn't go and talk to my coworkers about it right because we're talking about something different and then you know they're kind of like okay i've had enough like give me some space kind of thing you know what i mean um so i kind of started to look out for for other people like-minded individuals that i could possibly talk to um the first thing that i ended up doing was i went to a a code camp so a code camp is essentially like a, you know, typically there are free events. They usually happen on the weekends. And, you know, with that, you could, you kind of go, you could go to different sessions. It's usually a day long and there's free food and there's just different folks and speakers from all over the place. But again, essentially with that, what you get is, again, just the ability to just be around other people, you know? So, you know, I did that for a little while, um, just going to different code camps and, you know, obviously I'm in Florida, so you know, I went to South Florida Code Camp and, you know, Code Camps that are in Orlando and Tampa and, you know, different, these different areas. And then what you start to notice is, like, after a while, like, you kind of start to see the same people, right? Because they're, right. you know, again, like-minded folks and, like, we're all looking for the same thing. And you start to see the similar people at these various events. Now, um, eventually, I, you know, I, I met a speaker. Uh, his name was Richie Rump. Um, and Richie Rump, he's actually my, my co-host of the podcast that I was, um, that I do, that I was telling you about. But, um, nice. when, when Richie, me and Richie first met, he was like, Hey, 
you know, you have some interesting things to say. Like, why don't you come to my user group? Because he had a user group, um, .NET Miami. Why don't you come to .NET Miami and give a presentation? And I was like, what? Me? Like, gonna be crazy. Like, you want me to, you want me to get up in front of a bunch of folks that I don't know um, and give a presentation? And, you know, obviously, like, I'm a, again, most technology-minded folks are fairly introverted. So, you know, having to kind of break out of that shell and do something that you're not used to is, is not like high on the list of things to do. So um, he kind of poked at me for a little while and then I eventually ended up kind of giving into it. Because again, like, you know, I I've, have been in the environment already, right? Like I've already been around these people and I'm, I'm kind of saying, okay, well, this is where they go and these are the things that they do and talk about. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but now, like, the first time I'm actually going to a user group meeting, I'm actually going to speak at it. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it, but, like, give me, like, four months. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> four months. I'm like, I need four months. To, I need four months to prep. Like, I didn't need four months, but, like, from a mental perspective, you yeah, know, yeah. I was like, I have work and I have stuff going on, and then I need to prepare demos. And obviously, I'm doing this stuff after work, right, and not yeah. during my regular day hours. So I need time after work, and I need to research and practice and make sure that like it's polished like i needed to if i'm going to go up and give a presentation about something that i don't do on a day-to-day like i need to make sure that it's clean you know what i mean yep. um so i did it it went pretty well for for a first talk and um you know i think from then like i just got more and more involved in, in user groups um started going to more conferences um and then again like once you start to be around similar people you know, obviously, like, you know, conversations are going to start, you know, people are going to start talking to you, you're going to start talking to people, um, you know, particularly if you're the speaker, you know, whether you're a first time speaker or not, like, at that point, like, you become the expert, right? <laughs> like, if I'm in the crowd, and you're standing up in front of me, like, you are the expert, right? And so I'm going to defer to the knowledge that you're trying to impart on me. So when, when you're in that type of situation, now people automatically are going to ask you questions, and they're going to be like, hey, well, I tried to do this. Like, how did this happen? And I tried to do that. How did that happen? And again, for me as a person that was, hey, I'm playing with stuff and I didn't really have anybody to bounce ideas off of. I was like, well, this is perfect, right? Like now I have people that I could talk to or whether it was, so this is like back in the day, right? So we're talking like, you know, people are using um, Google Hangouts, Messenger, whatever they call it. And, you know, people, you know, people are messaging each other on, whatever chat rooms it was that we were using at the time. AIM. AIM and stuff like that. Like today, everybody's on Slack, right? But like, you know, before, like everybody had like a different thing or emails. Or maybe we just met up in person, right? And we'd go to like a coffee shop or something of that nature. We'd do some of those types of things. But essentially, you know, that's what happened, right? And so that's how I got started. But again, everybody's motivation might be different, but I think, or everybody's starting story might be different. But I think the motivations are similar. And the fact that you just want to have somebody to talk to, somebody to bounce ideas off of. Um, because again, it's like, hey, you could create and play with and, and discover the coolest stuff. But like, if you can't share it with anybody, communicate it with anybody, it's kind of like, I know, like I have this pot of gold, right? And it's, it's just sitting in the corner of my room. Like, is that really worth anything? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. what is it worth if, if, if nobody else knows I have this gold, right? Right. Um, so... Um, so that's essentially what it is. That's how you can kind of look at knowledge, right? Like knowledge is like this valuable entity that you have, right? But if you have it and you don't really share it, like what is it really worth, right? And, and like what's your motivation to kind of keep going on? And uh, so again, I found my motivation in just kind of immersing myself in that community and being around other people and 
Um, so, so that's, that's for me was how I started. You know, I know for a lot of other folks, like their motivation might be, well, hey, you know, you might want a mentor, right? Or you might need a, you know, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, you like you have some code problem that you wanted to solve, right? Like, so again, that wasn't my motivation. My motivation was just like, I like playing with stuff and I want to talk to people, right? Like, again, yeah. your motivation might be very different. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's the same, right? It's the, I want to go and meet other people that I could talk to about some of the things that I'm working on and some of the problems that I'm kind of... And so that's essentially what, what it was for me, right? And again, I think for a lot of folks, like, it's a similar path. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about where you could go and how you could kind of start. So obviously, um, word of mouth was obviously very big for me, right? Like, even though, you know, your coworkers or your companies or whatever, um, or even recruiters, to be honest with you, you know, a lot of these people, you know, they sponsor different events, they're part of different events, they go to different events. So sometimes it's just okay to ask, like, just ask around and then be like, hey, well, you know, hey, I'm a .NET guy, I'm a Java guy, I'm a, you know, Python person. Or whatever it is that you do. Actually, it doesn't even have to be technology-related or not. But whatever it is that you do, like, where do these people kind of hang out? Like, where do you go after work? Or, you know, what's the online community that I could kind of connect with like-minded folks at? And, right. you know, you, somebody's going to know. Somebody's going to be able to give you an answer and tell you, okay, well, hey, well, let's, let's go to meetup.com. Or let's, here's a Slack group. Or this person has a website. Or whatever the case is. Um, you know, again, outside of that, again, like, you know, and that has a lot of information, right? I kind of just go online and just start looking up information and Googling or, you know, go on to, um, you know, different boards and stuff like that. That so you could just ask, hey, well, what exactly is actually happening here? Like, what exactly is, you know, the thing for us to kind of do? Um, so that works as well. Now, I know a lot of, of younger people, um, particularly here in, in the Miami area, um, you know, whether they're students or what have you, you know, they kind of just met one person or two people, and then they just started to do their own regularly scheduled um, meetings, right? And like, so what happens with that now is that you end up, what ends up happening now is that you end up going into, like you, you create a virtual meetup, right? Like you create a synthetic um, gathering sort of, of people. Right. Right, because you didn't plan it, right? Like it's, it was just like, we just naturally got together. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't plan it. It wasn't structured. It wasn't, like, we got a building and food and sponsors. It was just like, hey, well, you know, hey, Travis, me and you were cool, and we like talking about community. Let's just sit down and have a conversation. Right. And so, you know, and let's say we, let's say we do that, like, every week. And then, you know, hey, you know, Cecil and Travis, like, they meet every week. Like, I wanted on that, too. Like, people just started to kind of gravitate to you because they know that you're sharing information and you're sharing stuff that they can't want to do. So what we see a lot right now for, 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 and this is kind of like how to meet up start, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. super simple. It's, it's just one or, you know, two or more people that want to sit down and talk about the same thing, right? Like it's, it's super simple. Like that is what it is. And obviously as you get larger and, you know, you start to occupy more space, you know, obviously you don't want to go to like Starbucks with like 50 people, you know what I mean? <laughs> like take up right. spot. But like, at, at some point you're going to be like, okay, well, you know, we got a lot of people here. Let's formalize this a little bit. Let's get a simple website. You know what I mean? Uh, let's, let's set up, oh, let's create a meetup page. Let's do whatever. And let's kind of just kind of do this, right? But again, whatever angle you come at it from, it's the same thing, right? It's, hey, I just want to have people that I can talk to to share information. Right. 
And I, I kind of love to dive a little bit a little bit deeper into, you know, when you're deciding to start these types of like like gatherings, right? Like I feel like it for some people out there, it might take a lot of, you know, like motivation or like they might be timid or scared or, you know, nervous to like actually talk to people about, you know, what they're passionate about, or they just like, you know, they don't know how to take that next step to like get started. Like, what would you say to people like if they're like nervous or like scared to like join a community? Um, I mean, you kind of just have to get over it, right? I mean, to be honest, with you, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, right I, don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's kind of tough love, right? Like, if you if you want something, like you have to get it, like you have to break past that that level of um, comfort. Um, you know, one of my colleagues, her name's Amy Knight, and she's she's pretty big in the the JavaScript community, particularly when it comes to newcomers. And she has a talk that's, that's essentially called be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Like essentially it's about managing fear, right. And managing the fear of I'm not good enough and I don't know what I'm doing or I don't have enough experience or, you know, what if they don't accept me type, you know, like, cause these are the things that we think about, right. Before we even walk through the door. So, so essentially, it's, it's kind of like you have to just get used to, or not used to, but you have to find some way to overcome that initial, um, you know, like you got you to gotta tear the tap, the, 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 um, the tag off the wrapper, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like you got to just pull it off and be like, listen, I'm going to walk in. And you know what? Even if you walk in the door and you just sit down and be quiet, like that counts you because up. you were there. Yep. You showed up. You showed up and you were there, right? Like. It's, you know, and again, this is an analogy that we could put to a lot of other things in life. You know what I mean? Like, do you want this job? Like, do you want to be a part of this team? You know what I mean? Like, do you want to learn something new? Like, you got to, at some point, make the commitment to be like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. Right? And then once you do it, obviously, the first time or your first project or your first video or podcast or whatever the case is, is not going to be super high quality. You know what I mean? Um, and you're going to be nervous and you're going to be shaking and maybe you're sweating a little bit, depending on, you know, the type of, you know, type of way that your body reacts to that type of pressure. But, but over time, you know, once you keep at it and once you say, hey, well, this is something I want to do, then eventually, like, you'll, you'll find your way to find your rhythm. Now, I think on top of that, too, there's also the space of, like, you have to be around people that you feel comfortable with, right? So, so even though, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a point of, Again, like you got to tear the seal off and kind of go forward. You actually, right. no, you know, don't stay in a place that you're not comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't stay in a place that people don't make you feel valued, um, that people don't want to listen to what you're saying, regardless of how much experience you do or you don't have or what you look like or where you're from. You know, go to a place that you know that they're going to respect you and they're going to listen to you. And, you know, they're open to have a, a diverse set of ideas and a diverse set of conversation or, or even just be able to, to, to pseudo-mentor you. you know, I say pseudo-mentor because mentorship is, is actually a lot of work. But you know, if, if somebody is like, hey, you could give me an hour or whatever this week, you're like, I'd really appreciate that. Like, that would be super cool. You know what I mean? But maybe, right. that's all, like, maybe, maybe that's just the little bit of a spark that you need to kind of push yourself far to do whatever. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very um important and like key to a lot of things right it's like if you hear something that you're believing externally from somebody else it just makes you have even more confidence in yourself to take that next step in whatever direction that may be sure definitely 
And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the, the deep, dark secret of, you know, public speakers and, you know, technology folks is that everybody's always nervous and everybody feels that they're not good enough. Even when they're doing it like 10, 15 years into the game, you still feel that way, right? Particularly when you're going up and you're presenting new content and you're stepping in front of a crowd or, um, you know, presenting to a group of folks or doing a video for, for a show or whatever that you've never done it before. Like everybody's, you know, you're extremely nervous because you're like, what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if I offend somebody? Or, you know, you know, in certain parts of the world, like, you know, you have to be conscious about your hand gestures. Like something as simple as how you move your hands could really affect somebody from a different country or nationality. Because again, different cultural meanings and things of that nature, like, but you just don't know because you're not, you know, you don't have the same context that they have. And so, you know, you always in the back of your head or, you know, us as folks that are in the public eye, so to speak, always have, oh, well, I got to be very careful not to offend anybody. And, oh, I want to do a good job. And, oh, I want to make sure that I didn't just waste your hour or two sitting here listening to me ramble on and I gave you no good information. Right. You know I mean? So we're always nervous and we're always super, you know, um, conscious about the people that we're interacting with and speaking to. Um. And I think, so now you as the, the person that's on the other side of the table that's new, that's even just nervous being in the room, like it, it kind of helps to know that everybody around you is probably extremely nervous. Right. It's like getting on that same level of vulnerability and just having that, like that one simple common thread, right? Like nervousness is something that we all share. And like, that's something that you can easily connect with someone on and then allow you to go one step deeper onto the next level of the relationship. Definitely. And the thing with nervousness too now is the difference I think between more and less experienced folks is just about how you deal with that. Right? You know, yeah, how totally. do you deal it with that so much nervousness? Sense. Yeah, it's how you deal with it. How do you deal with that nervousness? How do you, how do you channel that energy? Because right? again, nervousness is just a different form of energy. It's just coming at you in a different way. Right? And so, so what you see a lot of experienced speakers might do, like they take that nervous energy and like they take it and they make sure that they like double and triple check everything. Like they make sure that everything is like clean and ready to go and it's polished and it's like, you know what I mean? Like I'm prepared. And even though you're still, you're prepared, you're still nervous, right? But at least like you don't let that nervousness consume you mentally, right? Like you don't second guess yourself, but you do double check and you do verify the quality of what you're going to say. You know what I mean? Um, and so for, again, for people that are kind of just coming into the room, you know, just, just be confident in knowing that, just be confident in knowing like whatever it is that you're talking about or whatever it is that you're curious about, like you, um, like you're validating, right? Like you're asking a valid question. Right. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it's, again, based on experience, like certain things might be commonplace for certain people and might not be for others. Um, also, too, when you think about, again, just context, right? Like, we all work for different companies and, you know, we all have different types of problems to solve. So, you know, you might have 10 years and I might have 15 years and somebody else might have two. But the person that has two, like, he works in a completely different environment. So he's seen and touched things that, that we haven't. So his conversation is obviously very valid, right? Because now he's coming from a different perspective. And he has right. different information to share. This is totally valid. So it's not like, oh, man, like, I got 10 years in the game. Like, you can't talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, you can't <laughs> right. approach them that way. Yeah. No, it makes so much sense. And I think, like, 
that's that's like a perfect way to look at everything and i feel like if people like once people start to understand that like no matter what community you're in there's always going to be you know beginners people that are in the middle we've got people that have you know the ogs the people who've been here forever so i think it's definitely important to understand that like at some point there's been someone in the game that has been at the same level that you are one of the things that uh a younger I mean, I say younger, but, you know, younger in terms of just being in the environment. You know, one of the things that you'll notice is really just, like, we're all just people at the end of the day, right? And, like, we all have families. We all have work things to deal with. You know, some of us might have houses. Some of us might have children. Some of us might have, you know, significant others or what have you. Like, you know, when we leave work and we, you know, step away from people, you know, more public people, you know, we have stuff to do just like you do, you know? Again, like, I, I, like, I got an Xbox. I like to play games on the Xbox on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like, right. I like to go hiking and, you know, bike riding or swimming or whatever the case is. Like, we're just people at the end of the day. And I think when we kind of go into a room and an environment with that notion in mind, it totally helps the way that you approach people now, right? Like, so... Again, like, it's not a disrespectful thing. It's not a, okay, well, he's not a big deal, whatever, and I can talk to you however I want. He's like, I, you know, it's more of a, okay, I respect everything that you've done and you accomplished, but, like, in terms of my fear anyway, I understand what you've done, and I understand, you know, um, that you're just a regular person like I am, so I don't feel afraid to approach you, you know what right. I mean? So, like, you maintain the respect, but you manage the fear, Right. Um, exactly. I think with some people, like they, they manage their fear so much that they think that they could like get a little overconfident and kind of push above it a little bit. And that's, again, that's not what we're trying to do. And that's not what we're talking about. It's about maintaining respect on both sides, you know, but also to just, you know, just be able to manage that fear to be like, well, you know, I have a question or I want to know about something and I'm not going to be afraid to, to voice my opinion in a respectful way. Right. And also too, like I'm I'm also curious to to hear um like how like so like there's this notion of like loneliness and like belonging and you know a sense for this like human to human interaction and like a need for it in our lives. Um I'm curious to to hear your perspective on like what community does to maybe, you know, like help people overcome this like loneliness or like what it's done or what you've seen it do to people um just curious to get your take on that because i've i hear like all the time like i'm sure you do too like like i kind of touched on this earlier in the in the conversation about like people spending you know 44 hours of their days in some sort of social media platform some sort of app versus actually dealing with people in real life so i'd love to hear your um you know point of view on that Sure. I think, I think this is a really interesting psychological conversation, right? Um, I, I feel like today we're in a world where mobile specifically has made it super, you know, mobile technology and social media within that space has made it super easy to connect with people and share information, right? And, it, right. and it's gone for me to the point that I think we overshare information and it's become too much. And so I find now when that happens, like now we're in a space of where, like a couple things happen, right? Like there's the, 
hey, I'm going to be a different person online than I am in real life to kind of mask my insecurities, right? Like, so again, it's like you might be super introverted, but all of a sudden, like, you're Superman online. You know what I mean? Like, you're different. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, it, there's, there's also the, you know, I'm, I've had this addiction, so to speak, to, to social media. So much so that I kind of forget that there's real people in the room. I'm sure like all of us have seen pictures where it's like, you know, there's a group of people at a room or in a party or in a, at the dinner table. Everybody's looking down at their phone. Yep. Right. And you're kind of like, well, there's like six or seven other people, like less than a foot away from you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. like, what is so interesting? And not to say that we shouldn't, but it's a matter of like, again, it's more of like an addiction. Like we are... Like, we need to find a way to be able to balance that, right? And again, it's not a, we need to throw one away and keep the other. It's, it's what's the right point of equilibrium that these two can still exist, right? So again, like I was talking about earlier, like, like how do you find people, right? Well, obviously social media, right? And social media means different things. It means, you know, different community websites, and it means different um, Facebook, Twitter groups and WhatsApp and whatever it is that people use. But I think at some point we got to be like, okay, we've connected and we could use these tools to a certain degree, but now how do we actually talk, right? And how do we meet in person? You know what right. I mean? Because I got at some point, like, I think, I think us as human beings, like, forget how important that interaction is only because I think over our history of existence, like that has just been normal, right? Like it's just been how we are. So it's not really something we talk about, Right. But now social media, and again, the addiction of looking down at the screen has become such a prominent thing. Like, we kind of have to be like, okay, well, yo, we used to, this is how we used to be, and this is how we used to exist, right? Why, why do we not do that anymore? And then, you know, we, it, it gets into conversations of, you know, now people are depressed, and, you know, I have a thousand friends that I don't know anybody type conversation, right? Like, like, how, like how, how valuable is that? Um, attention really for you if at the end of the day like you really still can't connect with somebody on a on a physical level on a personal level and so yeah. one of the things i think particularly with with any type of organized group you know whatever topic or you know sports team or technology group or i don't know um toastmasters or anything like that that you do you know it's important to have that balance of both right yeah sure i could go online and i could share something with you and here's some cool links and here's this project i just made but let's, you know, let's, let's, let's go to lunch, man. Let's sit down and talk to each other. Like, give me a handshake, man. Come give me a hug. You know what I mean? Let's, right. let's, Look let's me be people. Eye. Yeah, let's be people, right? And, you know, let's work together in the same space, you know, or let's, let's go to, let's go hang out at the coffee shop together and just be in the same space and be kind of be around each other. And I think when you, when people kind of are able to find that balance, <clears throat> you know, at that point, so obviously, like, you, you've heard, you've probably heard a lot about mental health and, and some of these issues that we're having, right? Like, um, right. obviously, I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not going to pretend to have, like, answers to all of those types of questions. But I could only imagine that it can only just help if we just get off the phones a little bit and just start talking to each other more, right? And giving each other, like, an avenue to, to vent, right? Um, right. Because, again, like, you know, again, me and you might meet up one day. Sit down and we're going to have this community conversation. And then I'm going to be like, yo, dude, you know, my son's not doing really good at school, man. And, you know, I just kind of, you know, even though we're here to talk about something else, 
like I'm kind of just glad to have a person because it makes like your your whole energy and your whole vibe is different now, right? And so now you might feel more comfortable to talk about another topic, even if I don't talk to you about it. I might just feel better to talk about it. Period, just because like my whole vibe or my whole energy has a little bit more positivity coming into it. Right? And so I think those those are the things that are really important to do. Um, I think what's hard now is recognizing it's hard being on the other side and recognizing when that person needs that. Right. right? And I think this is where leaders come in. This is where mentors come in. Um, this is where, you know, people of you know, people with, with, with the experience to do that type of stuff um, come in. Right. So, so again, how, how do I, as a user group leader or, you know, a, a mentor or, you know, a, a young black man, look at people in my community and be like, yo, let's just like, yo, let's just go play basketball for like a minute. You right. know what I mean? Or let's forget hey, the computers. You know, been, yeah, like we've been we've been working on this project for a couple hours. Let's just you know, let's go get some food. Let's go down the road, or let's just go hang out and chill out. Let's like, you know, let's hit the pause button and then come back and do something different. And and then that's when you know, like you get to know people and you build bonds and relationships, and and that's where you develop you know real long lasting friendships. Um, I mean, that's not a formula. Sometimes you might not really just not like that person, but that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, could, you could develop long-lasting relationships that way. And so now, and I know I've done that. That's happened to me as well. And so I know when stuff happens to me in my life on a personal level, you know, I can be like, yo, I'm going to call somebody. And I know they'll pick up the phone. And I, but I can call you for a technical reason, a work-related reason, but also a non-work-related reason too, right? Like, I'm sure, again, most of the folks that are listening to this probably have jobs or are at school or something like that. Right. If you look around the people that are with you right now, like how many of your coworkers or classmates can you say, hey, if something happens to me, like I could call them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like how, many, how many people you could do that with? You know, and some people might be like, oh, well, I got my family, I got whatever. And to be honest with you, like the world that we live in today, a lot of people, you know, have moved for their work or their school or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from Antigua. Like, none of my family lives in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> you know what I did? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I can't, I can't go down the street and be like, yo, mom, what's going on? Like, I got to, you know, that's a flight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need to jump on a plane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, and that's not always, you know, that's not always, a, you know, an option. Right? right. So again, like you look at the people around you in your space and you got to be like, hey, I have to have at least one person that I could call to be like, I need uh, an avenue to kind of talk about what's on my mind. Right. I think that's so important. And I think that's I think that's a funny like it's just a funny concept to think about. Right. Like how many of your followers or how many of your Facebook friends could you actually call? Actually, first of all, how many of those people do you actually have their real phone numbers for? And then second of all, if you do have their phone numbers, if you call, will they pick up? That's yep. that's exactly. a huge, huge point to be like pointed out there. Yeah, again, like if you think about again, like there's an addiction, right? There's a I need twenty thousand followers, a hundred thousand followers, I need a million followers. Like, what do you need them for? Like, what are you going to do with these people, right? <laughs> right. And so, obviously, there's an advertising capitalist mentality to that. There's, you know, I got a business. I'm trying to sell stuff, you know, or I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're just super popular, right? And you just want the attention. You want people to give you likes and thumbs ups and 
post pictures of you or whatever. But right. again, at the end of the day, like when you go home and you can't call any of those people, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 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 what's the point, right? Like, how do you, again, from a mental health perspective, like, who do you turn to when you need, like, a conversation, like a real conversation? You know what I mean? Like, where do you go? Yeah, that's, I think that's huge, especially with the, with the value of community, like, especially offline, like in real life community. I think that, like, understanding, number one, that, like, the, the, the current like drug of the of the world is attention right like whether it's on a screen whether it's like being in front of people um whatever form it it takes it's attention attention is what people are seeking and then when you go a little deeper i'm starting to think like wow like really you're off after the attention and like if someone even were to call you that's one of your fans like they'd only be asking something that would help either give them attention or give you attention and it's that like invaluable exchange it's like an exchange that doesn't mean anything um which i find extremely interesting um and it just even like proves more that you know the in real life attention or these conversations that you know more people need to start having or getting more comfortable with it just i think increases that value and shows people that like they need to start doing something offline or just making the space to give themselves the opportunity to do so because three months from now when they really need a friend like you said to talk to about something and they don't have a community to turn to or like even one human to turn to like yeah i think that's where that's where social media for me has failed right like when we when we when we think about what social media should have been or or what the promises of social media were it was oh cool i could go to platform x and i could connect with my family i could connect with my mom i could see baby pictures of my niece that was born in like another part of the world right and sure like you could do that but you know what like 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 don't you actually want to see your niece you know what i'm saying like don't you actually want to go there and obviously, like, everybody's situation is different, right? Like, not everybody can be like, oh, I'm just going to pop up and drive or fly. Um, but for the people that can, right? Like, hey, my, my friend had a child the other day or my coworker is getting married, whatever the case is. Like, like don't you actually want to be there and celebrate with that person? You know what I'm saying? Like, do I just want to look at the pictures or do I want to be in the pictures? Like, do I want to be in the moment, right? And, like, do I want to have that memory? You know totally. what I mean? Um, and and I think social media is again it's gone from a let's connect people to actually be like oh hey like me and you went to school together ten years ago like dude like I haven't seen you in bad years connect to you on again platform X social media place right. you know, let's let's meet up like whenever I'm in New York let's meet up whenever you're in Florida whatever whatever versus like oh hey we're just gonna like text and message each other to death for like the next ten years and never see each other I'm like what's the point of that you know what I'm saying like yeah it's crazy to me i know i find that extremely funny and the the funny thing too is now like with with all these different like platforms you can see who reads and who doesn't read and who opens and it's like if somebody that you went to school with 10 years ago opened your message that you wanted to meet up with them and they just never respond it's just like wow (laughs) yeah i turn that stuff off man like wherever i can when i can turn it off i turn that stuff off because it's ridiculously annoying it is the most childish thing when somebody is like, 
Hey, I sent you a message like five minutes ago. And you didn't answer, but I saw you read it. <laughs> so, so, so this is where I think we need to talk about like social media etiquette. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there right. needs to be etiquette in terms of people understanding like how you message people. You know, so, so me, like, I don't really think I'm an old dude, but like I grew up in a time where like people didn't have cell phones. You know what I'm saying? So like when you left the house, like people couldn't find you. Like you're gone. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever was home would write on a piece of paper, you know, this person called for you, that person called for you. Here's a number calling back. You know what I mean? Like there's no caller ID and there's no mobile phones. There's none of that. Right. And, and, but it was cool. Like it wasn't a big deal. It was like, oh, yo, you at school, you went to work, like you're not at home. I'm going to check you in like a couple hours. Now it's like, you know, if, if I message you and you don't get back to me in five minutes, like the world is going to burn. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> right. so, so I think, you know, again, talking about etiquette of social media, what have you, like, you know, my whole, and again, as a technical person, like my whole thing with, with these messaging platforms and things of that nature is that like, this is just a way to do like disconnected communication. As in like, you're not in front of me and I might not get an answer now, but I'm sending it to you and I'll know you get it at some point. And when you get it at some point, you'll answer me when you have an answer. Right. Versus me, which is if I call you on the phone, like you got to answer me right now because we're on the phone, right? Yep. Or you might say, you know what? I don't really have this answer. I'll call you back. But at the same time, well, that's, that's real time. Like this is happening now, right? Because we're, or we're face to face, right? Like that's real time. It's happening right now. Versus, oh, hey, well, I just hit this person up on Facebook along with the 20 other people you're probably talking to at the same time. And you were like, yep. oh, well, this person answered me, but this person didn't answer me. And now it's like a whole psychological game of like, who's going to answer me first? Oh, right. you don't really like me. You're not, you know what I'm saying? You can't come to my party because you don't answer me in 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever. You know what I mean? It becomes super childish. You right. know what I mean? And then when you, when you think about the purpose of these tools, these purpose of these tools were like, hey, well, you're not available right now. Or maybe you are, right? But whether you're available or not, like whenever you get the opportunity, you can answer this message. Right. Cause again, like you might look at the message, you might read it because you want to know if it's important, but I might not have the answer right now. I might not have the time to give you a proper, like full fledged, fully thought out answer right now. So like, give me a minute, let me, you know, process this and I can get back to you. But, um, you know, so I think people just kind of need to kind of just chill out, right. And just chill out and relax, <laughs> man. And, <laughs> and realize like sometimes it's just not that serious. I think if, if, you're, if you have something urgent that needs to be addressed, um, you should probably just call them on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like talk to them in real time or like go to their office or their house or whatever, right. you know, wherever they happen to be at the time. If, if, you, if you have that option, because again, everybody doesn't have that option. But if you do, like just do that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, why are you, you know, bringing all the stress on your head? Because, you know. Again, social media, right? And so now, like, we have this culture of, like, instantaneous information, like, instantaneous response. And it's like, oh, you're taking too long to answer me. Arr. You know what I mean? People are getting mad angry for, like, nothing. For no reason. There's going to be no meaning to that anger or that emotion yeah. in, like, 24 hours, probably. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that, that Cecil, that all of everything we talked about has been... Um, I think extremely valuable for people that, you know, are looking to get started in the community, don't really know where to turn. Um, also getting into more deeper things about, you know, that in real life 
factor that really can't be replaced from social media or any other platform. Um, and I want to also be conscious of your time as well. Um, and kind of want to ask like one kind of like more so closing question and um, kind of better understand if you were to leave people with, you know, one piece of advice or um, like message or question as it relates to belonging to a community, you know, joining or building a community, you know, what would that be? You know, I think as, as human beings, you know, whether you're joining a community or, you know, you look at the community of family as like a natural community that you're just automatically a part of. I mean, we just need to remember just to always be respectful of the other person, you know, re- respectful of their, their ideas, of their feelings, of their thoughts. Um, you know, and that's not to say like you can't have the hard conversations. Sometimes you got to have hard conversations that are going to make people a little uncomfortable. But I think out of respect, you should be able to do that and then hide it from them. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think, it's, again, it's just extremely important to just remember to just respect people. And, and not only that, but I kind of just appreciate them while you still have them. Um, again, like looking at it from a very generic perspective, whether it's friends or family or coworkers or your meetup group that you've just started or whatever. You know, there's going to come a time where people are going to move on and they're going to be something, you know, they're going to be someplace different or be doing something different or going to start families or, you know, and I've seen that turn into like frustration and anger and, you know, I had a crew, man, and the crew just broke up, man. Damn, why do you have to go have a baby and get married? You know? Right. It's <laughs> happened, man. And you can't get mad at that. Thanks for listening to the Community Builder Podcast. If you received an ounce of value from this podcast, share it with your friends. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I need those. Remember, each perfectly laid brick moves you one step closer to building your community. Community.